your potential members are also looking for something specific. If you're selling to other business owners, they know exactly what they need. They're far less likely to join a generic business membership with promises like, I can help you grow any kind of business, or I can help you network with lots of other small businesses. And they're far more likely to sign up to memberships that provide specific help. Welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. The Audience Growth Podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing, that's marketing that costs nothing or very little, to grow your business. Because far too frequently, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting or hoping for. And it doesn't need to be that way. So every week here on the podcast, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term sometimes on solo episodes like this one, and sometimes on longer guest episodes. Today's episode is for anyone who's been thinking about starting a membership, or maybe you've started a membership and want to grow it. Maybe you've even started a membership in the past but not managed to get enough people to join. If that sounds familiar, it's completely normal, so don't feel bad about it. But on today's episode, I'm going to share some of the experiences we've had, my husband and business partner John and I, starting memberships within our business and for other business owners too. Over the past few years, we've been supporting so many entrepreneurial women to start and grow memberships, and I've realized this is one of my very favorite services to offer. I want to do more of this, so if you're interested in starting your own membership, pop me a DM and let's chat. I'll be completely honest and tell you whether I think your idea has legs and whether I think you're ready or not. It's in my interest to support clients to be successful, after all. Now, before we go any further, I want to flag up the fact that a membership is not a quick fix. It's not usually something that's going to quickly or easily increase your business revenue. So although it might feel like a great solution and a fantastic way to make recurring monthly revenue, the reality can, unfortunately, often be very different. But that's not to say it can't be done. Far from it. Some of our big results as an agency have included creating a membership launch strategy for one client that we used to grow her membership from 40 to 460 within 12 months. And more recently, we've been working with another client, actually a partnership, over the past two months. Side note, that length of time is key. You can't launch a membership overnight. And we've been helping these clients move from a business model where they delivered online courses periodically to a monthly membership model. They started with zero members and have just closed the doors last night with 300 brand new members inside and we're already planning their next launch. So growing a membership and attracting viable numbers that will generate the revenue you need and want can be done, but it takes a solid strategy and a whole load of other factors come into play, which we'll be discussing on today's episode. It's worth noting that both of these clients I've mentioned already had established businesses. Their brands were pretty well known in their niche and they had a good understanding of the importance of marketing consistently and strategically. There are so many memberships these days with so many brilliant niches. But before you think about launching yours, here are some key questions you need to answer. I'm going to walk you through five that I think you need to answer before starting or trying to grow a membership. The first thing you need to consider is who your membership is for. 
That might sound really obvious, but it's super important to be clear on exactly who you want to attract into your membership. If you're feeling vague about who it's for or are tempted to think, it's for anyone who wants it, then please rethink this approach. The more specific you can be, the better. Think about the times you've bought recently. I bet you've been very clear on what you needed. I've been shopping this morning for my upcoming trip to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. By the way, if you're going, please let me know and let's meet up. I needed some new clothes and I was very clear on what I needed. I wanted reasonably lightweight tops and trousers because it's going to be warmer than it is in Scotland right now. John is also DJing in Bath this weekend and I wanted to get him a new t-shirt and sweatshirt so that he feels good at his gig. I didn't go to the makeup department, didn't need anything in there. I didn't go to the home department because I didn't need any furniture or glassware. I only went to the women's and men's clothing sections of the shop. Your potential members are also looking for something specific. If you're selling to other business owners, they know exactly what they need. They're far less likely to join a generic business membership with promises like, I can help you grow any kind of business, or I can help you network with lots of other small businesses. And they're far more likely to sign up to memberships that provide specific help. At the moment, I'm a member of a hashtag membership. And a few months ago, I joined a legal membership because I needed specific legal advice at that moment in time. If you're offering a membership or a subscription, are you making it very clear to your audience exactly why they personally need what you're offering? Or are you being very broad and generic? Call these people out. Tell them that this membership is for them. It's not for everyone. It's going to solve their specific problems or offer these very specific things for this very specific group of people. That way, when they need that thing that your membership offers, they'll know exactly where to go and who to buy from. So that's the first thing you need to think about. The second question you need to think about is what your membership will include. To be honest, there's a lot of overlap between this question and the first question because you're going to want to include in your membership the things that your ideal clients really, really want so that they sign up and remain members for as long as possible. While I was putting together my content marketing subscription, Content Collective, I put myself in the shoes of the business owners I wanted to attract and gave a lot of thought to the problems they were experiencing. Quick side note, you'll notice I refer to Content Collective as a subscription. That's a very deliberate strategy because although it does have a community element that I love, The main goal of this product is to help small business owners become better content creators by giving them the tools and the ideas that they need to produce and track their content marketing more easily in less time. So have a think about what the focus of your membership or recurring subscription is going to be, and that will help you decide how to describe it and manage the expectations of your potential members or subscribers too. Anyway, inside my subscription, Content Collective, there are a few key elements. One is a monthly Trello board that subscribers get access to. On that board, there are 30 social media prompts with examples of how the ideas can be used for different industries. On there, you can also track your progress, keep an eye on which pieces of content have performed best each month and monitor that so that you can review it easily whenever you like. There are also four email newsletter prompts to help subscribers be consistent and relevant to their audience when it comes to email marketing. And there are bonus resources such as awareness days, SEO guides, and guidance on how to create better content, captions and visuals. And last, but definitely not least, there's a monthly live Q&A with me where we come together and discuss content ideas 
any issues members are having, how to improve results. And off the back of those calls, my team and I create extra resources such as guides on how to create reels or how to download videos from TikTok without the watermark. Very specific answers and guides to questions that would otherwise hold people back from getting their content out there. Hopefully you can see that that subscription is for a very key audience. It's for service-based small business owners who need to improve their online presence. And it offers a very specific solution. We're not trying to answer every marketing question or problem that ever existed. We're focusing on content marketing. Once you've settled on who your membership is for and what you're going to include, a key step that often holds people up is deciding where it will be hosted. Two of the services I offer could be described as memberships. They both follow that model where people sign up for a length of time and pay monthly. Those are Content Collective that I've already mentioned and my business accelerator, The Charge. I use a platform called Mighty Networks to host both of these digital offerings as well as some other online programs that I run and members can access their private spaces according to whichever product they're subscribed to. However, Mighty Networks is quite an investment. So if you're starting out, I would recommend using something lower cost and software that I've used and liked in the past when I was at an earlier stage of business include Member Vault and then when I was a little bit further on, Podia. I actually really like Podia. I still have some online courses hosted on there, but it's not ideal for hosting a community. Another platform I considered before choosing Mighty Networks was Circle, which I also really like. If I wasn't using Mighty Networks, I would definitely use that. I've experienced it as a customer and I've also set up clients on that platform and I think it's a really good solution. There are a whole host of platforms to investigate, but ultimately you need to choose one and try to stick to it. Moving around and chopping and changing will take up loads of your time and confuse your members. But equally, try not to feel intimidated about the decision and get stuck in indecision for too long. Hopefully the list that I've shared will help you get started. Essentially, if you're a beginner, I'd go for Member Vault. And if you're a bit further on, my advice would be to go for Circle or Mighty Networks. The fourth thing to think about is when you're going to run your membership and when you're going to open the doors to new members. Will it be open to joiners all the time? Or will you choose an open closed door model where you onboard new members during limited timeframes? We usually recommend the second option when you're just starting out or certainly recommend having some sort of deadline such as an early bird to encourage people to sign up by a certain date. Otherwise, it's just too easy for people to forget or to think, I'll join later. Having said that, once you're up and running, there's no reason you can't have the doors open all the time and encourage people to join via specific promotions or during key launch periods. The thing to think about here is that a recurring membership is a commitment. You can't take people's money and then decide not to show up in your membership for a month. So depending what other commitments you have, whether work or personal, you do need to think about how this membership is going to fit into your life, as well as the lives of your members. I've got a few clients who are based in the US, so I decided to host the Content Collective call at 2pm UK time. So that's early morning for them. And they can join live rather than if I hosted it at lunchtime, which would be the middle of the night for them or in the evening, by which point I'm pretty exhausted and you really wouldn't get the best out of me. I also like to have my monthly calls on the same day of the month wherever possible. And inside the charge, we have fortnightly calls on the same days of the week. 
This really helps people remember and means that I always like to plan ahead and I already know which dates the calls for the charge and content collective will be on for the rest of this year. If you find it hard to commit to certain dates or times in advance, then you might find that it's hard for your members to keep track of when your calls are, assuming you're including live calls. And this can really affect your show up rates. So thinking about the format of your membership and when you're going to run it and when you're going to open the doors is something that's really important and will affect the success of your membership. And the final and massively important thing to think about is how you're going to launch and sell your membership. Of course, this is absolutely key and I will do a whole episode on this topic at some point because without a well thought through launch strategy, you're really going to struggle to onboard new members. You need to decide whether you want to run what I call a live launch, a launch where you show up live for your audience, either via a one-off masterclass or a challenge or summit, and how you're going to tell people that's happening. I have a digital product called the Beginner's Guide to Live Launching that I've linked to in the show notes if you fancy being guided through your first live launch step by step. Launching is also where your email list comes into play. Every time I launch something using a live launch method, people join who haven't even shown up to any of my live sessions, but they've been interested and have taken action after me telling them about it via email. This is why I love email lists. If you run a service-based business but are not keen on going live, then it's likely you'll have a harder job signing people up. Getting to know you as the membership host is really, really important. But I do understand that it's not for everyone. So you could go for an email-only launch. You could use paid ads. Again, not a quick win. Or you could try affiliate launching. In all honesty, you're probably going to want to use as many of these methods as possible to generate enough interest and convert enough people into members. But of course, you need to have some kind of audience to speak to and tell about the membership you're offering. Hopefully after listening to this episode, you have some clarity around whether a membership is for you and some of the things that you need to think about when you're trying to grow your subscriber base. I've tried to be as honest as possible about the things that you are going to want to have in place because the last thing I want is for you to launch a membership and feel disappointed with the results that you achieve. I'd love to hear from you if you enjoy the podcast in general and if you have feedback on this episode specifically. If you have any questions at all, please drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Nikki Hutchison. And if you haven't already left a review for the podcast, I would so appreciate you doing that too. Thank you so much. That's it for today's short episode, but as always, I'll be back next week, this time with another solo episode. That episode will go live next Friday at 7am when I'll be sharing a bit of a behind the scenes in my business right now and three simple ways to keep on top of things in your small business. I hope you'll join me for that episode, but until then, have a great week, take care of yourself and keep marketing.